Welcome to another episode of Bears, the Bar and Beyond, about the Baylor Pre-Law Podcast. Uh, in this week's episode, we're going to hear from two of our pre-law uh, student groups on campus, the Baylor University Mock Trial Team and the Baylor Pre-Law Society. First, we have the Baylor Mock Trial Team. Um, we have with us Jilly and Justin, uh, and they're going to help us understand why the Mock Trial Team is a great opportunity for students to get connected with other pre-law students, irrespective of their major, and to get some really practical experience can help, that can help them get a glimpse of what it's like to be a lawyer doing some of the, the kinds of things that lawyers do, but also to get some exposure um, to the art of advocacy. So, Jilly and Justin, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Justin, let's uh, start with you. If you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit of a rundown of, of who you are, what you're studying, and what drew you to mock trial, and what your role is within the mock trial team. Um, my name is Justin Dodson. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and I am a psychology major. I'm also a sophomore. I want to do mock trial because I've always been interested in being a lawyer ever since I was probably 10 or 12, so a little kid, and I just thought this was the best opportunity to advance my career and head for my goals. Fantastic. And, and, and Jilly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, yeah, my name's Jilliana Canales. I'm from Edinburgh, Texas. I'm a senior English literature major. And I wanted to do mock trial because I've always loved public speaking. I know that that's not everybody, but that was something that really drew it to me. And again, kind of like Justin, I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And I thought that this would be the best way to get some hands-on experience of what it would actually be like. What, what is mock trial as, as a group? Does, does everyone speak? Do you have folks who have roles as researchers or as witnesses? What, what is it exactly? Help us understand that. So we're a competitive organization. We receive a case at the beginning of the year. We try both uh, criminal cases and civil cases. It goes, um, it switches off every single year and everybody has a role. Um, everybody either plays a witness or an attorney and you get the opportunity to try both of those. And sometimes you even play both. I know that I've done both at a tournament once or twice. So um, yeah, everybody has a role and we all collectively do our research, we prepare our case and we prepare what we're going to perform in a tournament. So nobody's left out, everybody has a, a role. What if I am interested, but I'm a little nervous about public speaking, because that's something that I think a lot of people have a fear of doing. Um, is there a place for mock trial in, sorry, is there a place within that, uh, within mock trial for people who maybe want to develop those skills, but those skills perhaps aren't right where they want them to be right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have a lot of very experienced members who've been doing mock trial for at least a couple years and can really help bring the freshmen in and help them work on public speaking skills and get comfortable in a court setting. Plus as a witness, you are less likely to speak for extended periods of extended periods of time in the courtroom. So that's usually a good starting place for most people if they're worried about public speaking. Fantastic. I think one of the other questions a lot of freshmen certainly have is how many hours a week will it involve? Because I think 
there's a desire to get involved, but also there's a little bit of a fear of taking on too much. So what, what would a, a fairly average weekly commitment look like to be part of the mock trial team? So we usually practice two times out of the week for two hours each. So it's about four hours a week for practices, but there is a little bit of time spent outside of practice memorizing everything that's pretty much practice within our in-person setting. Um, But yeah, I know that that's sometimes a little bit scary for people, but two times a week for two hours is pretty typical. And if it's the week before a tournament, we usually do, we'll up it up to three practices. But something to keep in mind is that if people are busy or, you know, they have a big test one week, we tailor our practices to everybody's schedules. Um, If you have a test the the day after a practice, you don't have to go to that practice. As long as you're putting in the work afterwards or outside of practice, we totally understand because we know school comes first. And, And you're in that same boat. Absolutely. We all have tests, exams, finals, everything like that. So we are not um, going to, we're not under any illusion that someone's going to put mock above school because we definitely don't do that. <laughs> do you, do you compete just within, within Texas? Do you travel? What, what does that look like? Um, most of our invitational tournaments, which don't factor into our national ranking are against Texas teams in Texas but for regionals, orcs, and nationals, which are the tournaments that gain us national ranking, those will be spread out around the United States. We go, nationals I think is in Chicago, and then there's another tournament in Memphis, and that's when we compete against teams um, like Notre Dame or other schools from like California or Washington. And, and the cost of being involved, if you could just tell us a little bit about that. Are there dues? How do you account for the travel costs and that kind of thing? Yes. So we are completely student run, um, meaning that we have to pay for every single uh, travel expense and all the food we do when we travel and stuff like that. So we do have semesterly dues that are around $150, but it changes every semester. Um, but it's usually around there and we do those every single semester to make sure that we can, you know, have rental cars for when we go to Memphis, when we go out of state and to, you know, provide for everybody on the team whenever we need to. And to pay for hotel costs whenever we go out because that's all on us. So we do our best to try and get sponsors and stuff like that, but we do require people to pay dues. But we have payment plans if it's ever an issue for somebody um, because we know that money is difficult when you're in college. I guess the flip side of it is it's, it's an investment in your professional development and it'd be, and it's a great way for you to get a sense, not just of whether you're interested in law, but specifically whether you enjoy advocacy, because of course there are huge areas of the legal profession that don't involve courtroom work, but this is, this is a great way for you to figure out, do you enjoy being in the courtroom? And to get some of those skills developed before you get to law school. So if you could help us understand, let's say I'm a freshman and I'm an okay public speaker, but I really want to get better. Um, Do I have a chance of getting on the team if I'm not quite where I'd like to be? And what kind of things does the team do to help me improve? Yeah, definitely. So some things that we're trying to implement this year, especially focused towards witnesses is we're doing 
character practices where we'll have a witness sit down with their attorney or someone from their team and they'll run through the direct or even not even talk about questions pertaining to the case, just about the character itself and get them really comfortable with the character they're playing. So it just becomes really an extension of themselves when they go into the court and perform. Yeah. I'll also say that, um, Justin had mentioned, we have a lot of experienced members on our teams that are excellent public speakers. We work, um, with people extensively on what are the best ways to be persuasive? How loud are you supposed to be? How to project and how to get comfortable in the courtroom. And we also have a lot of help from the Baylor Law School. We have Baylor Law students who used to be on our team, used to be you know, in leadership just like us, who come and help us at all of our practices so that people can get even more experience from multiple perspectives. If you're not the best public speaker at your tryout, that's totally fine. We don't expect people to come in and, you know, talk like Johnny Cochran in the OJ Simpson trial. <laughs> we, we understand that people don't have experience and that's totally fine because we're just looking for people that are going to work hard to try and get better. We totally understand that. I was not the best when I tried out and it, I ended up doing all right. So, well, and the benefit too of being around law students gives you is that you get a little bit of an insight mm-hmm. in terms of what to expect when you get to law school. Right. And I, as I was saying, most of the people that are helping us that are Baylor law students also did mock trials. So it's kind of reassuring knowing that some of these skills that you're going to be learning and most of the skills that you're going to be learning are going to help you when you go to law school in any type of field that you want to do. It's not just for advocacy, but you develop critical thinking skills, better ways to be able to communicate with other people, which could help you not even just in law, but just in life. Um, and so it's, you get a lot of really important lessons and skills. Fantastic. As we get towards uh, the details in terms of how to join, when to join, those kind of things, uh, Justin, we'll start with you and then we'll go to Julie, but just tell us perhaps one of the big things that you think has been beneficial for you as a result of being part of the Baylor mock trial team? Um, I'd say getting a really strong friend group around me because when I came to Baylor, I didn't really have a lot of friends. I was never really popular in high school, but I was really quickly able to gain a really strong friend group of people that really lifted me up and also helped me like outside of just building friendships. They also helped me with school and other things that was really impactful on my freshman year. And some shared, shared goals and interests. True. Yeah. Julie, what, what about you? What's the, what's one thing that has really been a valuable lesson from, from being part of mock trial? Um, I also agree with Justin. One of them would definitely, my best friends are in mock trial, but As far as like a life lesson, I'd say is time management. Um, I think that that's one of the best things that I've been able to do because um, balancing schoolwork, a social life and extracurricular activities is not an easy thing. I don't want anybody to, you know, think that that's going to be easy, but you learn to manage 
what it is that's important. You learn to prioritize and you learn to make time for what you, you know, really want to do. And I knew that mock trial was something that was really going to benefit me. And so I put it over, you know, something that, you know, maybe didn't really matter that much. And I think that that's probably one of the best decisions I've made while also making sure that I'm not prioritizing it over school. And I think that's something that everybody has to learn at one point or another how to manage everything that's going on in life. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't go well that first year. Yep. Um, and and you've got to you've got to adjust. But I think the good thing about a four hour commitment, just from a just preparing for for life after college, is like you say, it does really force you to manage your time. Mm-hmm. But especially in those first two years, uh, you really want to be doing three things. You want to be doing well academically. You want to be getting to know your professors in meaningful ways, and you want to be building a resume. And mock right. trial is an excellent way for you to do that. Uh, okay, so let's say I'm a freshman or a junior or a sophomore, uh, maybe even a senior, and I've heard what you guys have said, and I'm interested in perhaps joining or trying out and finding out a little bit more. Uh, who should I contact and how should I find out more information and what does it look like to become a member? So if you are looking to be in our organization, it doesn't matter what year you are, we accept everybody. Um, whether you're senior, junior, freshman, or sophomore, um, you should email one of our executive members um, or you can follow us on Instagram and we'll provide all of our contacts there or DM us if you want to join. It's at Baylor Mock Trial. And the way that you join the organization is you do have to try out um, in order to become a member. And those usually happen around the third week of school. And what, what does a tryout look like? Usually there's three elements to it. The first part is you're given two witness statements. You get to pick one, uh, you memorize it, and then you recite it for the judges who are the exec board who are judging auditions. And then after you've recited it, they'll ask you a couple questions about it to make sure that you can think quickly on your feet. And yeah, basically that. And then you then the second step is before you walk in your audition room, 10 minutes before you're given a slip of paper with three random keywords and you just build an opening statement or a closing statement off of those three words. It can be like gorilla ice cream football and you just make some persuasive argument up. And then the last step, which is my personal favorite is you get to choose a monologue. It can be from a book, play, one you found online, a movie, and this is just to really show off your acting skills. Or if you don't think you're a super strong actor, this is the best place to show off your stage presence and your speaking voice and how you command space in a courtroom. Fantastic. So just once more, what was the Instagram handle? The Instagram handle is at Baylor Mock Trial. Um, And on there, you'd get all the updates and you can just DM us and use our emails if you want it. And if for some reason you don't have Instagram, you are more than welcome to simply contact the pre-law office and we can make sure that you get connected with the mock trial team. And the best email for the pre-law office is simply prelaw at baylor.edu. Justin and Jilly, thanks so much for joining us. And, uh, I wish you guys all the best for the upcoming season. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us.
Well, folks, welcome back to part two of this special episode of Bears, the Bar and Beyond. Uh, in the first part, we met with members of the Baylor mock trial team. And in part two, we're going to meet with Gianna Paroli and Victoria Terry of the Baylor Pre-Law Society. Gianna and Victoria, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Victoria, tell us a little bit about uh, who you are, your role within the Pre-Law Society, and just a little bit of a bio. What are you studying? How far along are you in your time at Baylor? Of course. Well, my name is Victoria Terry, and I'm the president of Pre-Law Society, and I'm studying Spanish. I'm Spanish major, and I'm pursuing minors in legal reasoning and analysis and women's and gender studies. And whereabouts are you from originally? I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Fantastic. And I'm about to be a senior. Gianna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what are you studying? Where are you from? And how did you get involved with the Pre-Law Society? Yes, thank you so much for having us. Um, so my name is Gianna Paroli. I am a senior from Connecticut. I'm studying political science on the, um, with a pre-law concentration, and I'm minoring in English. And I, when I was a freshman, I wanted to join pre-law, not only to make friendships and to become more involved in the Baylor community, but I wanted to learn more about um, what it takes to be a lawyer. And I think that pre-law does a great job at exposing members to what it takes to become an attorney. Fantastic. Well, one of the things we want to explore today is, is what is the Pre-Law Society and, and why should students uh, join? Victoria, do you want to tell us a little bit about what the Pre-Law Society is? Yes. And I first want to start off by stating our mission because I think that's really important. And that is that we are a pre-professional society advancing integrity, compassion, and ambition through service to the student, the school, the legal profession and the community. And our vision is to promote academic excellence and the development of professional ideals. And so we're made up of students that are bound by our, our common interest in the law and our interest of one day going to law school. And that is the key because that is what holds the community together. It's our, that common interest. And so we hold events that reflect those interests and to make the idea of going to law school seem a little bit more tangible by providing students with resources um, and a sense of community and a little bit of expertise from some of the people that we bring in. And so, well, I, oh, yeah. So I was just going to say, it, it's also a great way for students who maybe aren't 100% sure. Exactly. And I think, Exactly. I think that it is so important to be a part of pre-law society, even if you have the slightest interest in going to law school. It is not that big of a commitment. It is one of those things where you can come and go as you please. And so um, we hold events that will really open you up to this idea of the legal field and even the idea of applying to law school. And it can be in it, one of those organizations that it's like that makes you think, yes, I want to do this, or one of those organizations that makes you think, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should explore something else. So please show interest in pre-law society if you even have the slightest interest in going to law school. Fantastic. Gianna, I've got a question for you. Um, one of the things I know we talk about in episode one of the podcast is that as a freshman uh, or as a, as a sophomore, sorry, 
you really need to be focusing on your academics. You need to be focusing on getting to know your professors and building those meaningful relationships. But then you also really need to be working on building a resume. So how does being in the pre-law society help you do that? And can you give us a little bit of a rundown on the kind of events that are a regular part of the pre-law society calendar? Yes. So pre-law society, I think for me especially, has helped a lot with time management. Um, When I was a freshman, I wanted to join all of these different organizations and that was great. Um, But I think as I've progressed throughout my years at Baylor, um, I pre-law really does a great job, again, at exposing members to um, the legal profession. And so one of my favorite events is the when, um, when law schools come and speak about the admission process and just get, you get more information about um, what it takes to apply to law school and what that school's LSAT scores um, typically are. And um, I think that it's a great way also to um, network within within pre-law. You can ask other students, other Baylor PLS alumni questions about their experience applying to law school. And um, so overall, I think that for me, pre-law society has really helped with time management and just um, getting more involved on the Baylor campus. How how did you both start out? Uh, Because I think for a lot of our freshmen, it can be intimidating uh, to come to college and and not necessarily know anyone else to begin with. But then to find other pre-law students can be a little tricky depending on what your major is. Can you each share with us a little bit about what benefits you found from mixing with students who were a little further along in that journey uh, and, and students from other disciplines as it helped kind of give you a more rounded view of things? Right. So in the beginning, my freshman year, when I joined pre-law society, I knew that I needed to, to join because I'm a Spanish major and there was going to be n- nearly no chance of me coming across another Spanish major who is pre-law. I mean, there are a few, but it's very unlikely to just run into someone who is pre-law. And so I knew to meet other students that were pre-law, I was going to have to join this organization. And I was very excited too. And when I did, everyone was very welcoming with open arms. And I was able to meet and bond with other students and also meet some of my very best friends. Um, And I know that I am still seeking advice from people who are alumni of pre-law society and they are always more than welcoming to give their advice. Um, And I just, I think it's a great networking tool and a great way to really get some good advice on some of the steps that you should be taking to go to law school one day. Gianna, what what about your experience? Yeah. So, um, when I was a freshman, I came across pre-law society, um, one through late night. And that was how I kind of became, um, aware that pre-law society was an organization that for someone like me, I've, I've always had an interest in being an attorney. So once I saw, um, Baylor PLS at late night, I said, okay, I think this is something that, that I want to join. And um, I got more information also through the social media accounts. So I was able to keep up with when 
events were being held. And, and like Victoria was saying before, it really is, um, you, you can come and go and just, if you want more help with learning about your personal statement, there's meetings for that. If you um, want to just go to a game night and, and meet other students that are maybe different majors, but all collectively have similar interests, um, I think that's, that's also an option. And so for me, I went to the general meeting one way back in the fall of 2017, and I, I realized that, okay, I think that the goals of PLS, that's um, something that I want to learn more about and, and just grow at my time at Baylor. So it sounds like it's a really good combination of finding a sense of community, which everybody needs, that professional development, uh, but also getting ready for the, the academic side of, of things because Victoria did mention that, that focus on being a, a pre-professional organisation. Um, so we just talked about how important it can be in building a resume. Tell us a little bit about each of your journeys from member to a part of the executive how long did that take? Was it something that uh, people can aspire to get involved uh, in from an early base, early time, or do they need to kind of be involved for a few years first? I mean, we our executive board runs across all different um, classifications. We have besides freshmen, but we have had freshmen in the past, um, second semester freshmen. But um, for the most part, we have all sophomores, juniors, seniors. So you really truly can get involved on the executive board um, at any point in your pre-law journey because we understand that a lot of people add, um, very many people add the destination later in their journey and they still want to get involved in leadership and that is very much possible. Um, with me personally, I showed great interest in pre-law society from the beginning I knew that it was an organization that I wanted to be a part of for the rest of my college experience, regardless of whether or not I was on the leadership, I knew that I was going to be a part of this organization. And I just showed a great passion for it. I got to know some of the officers, I got to know the members. And so that really helped me um, when it came time to apply, when it came time to do interviews, go through the, the whole process. Um, I think just it helped me being able to ha have a genuine passion for the organization and wanting to better it. Well, I think too, when people think of pre-law, one of the, especially for people who aren't entirely sure just yet, is this idea of, well, I can't really commit to a pre-law society membership because I don't really know what I want to do. And that's, that's one of the huge benefits of being a part of the, of the society is that you do get a Absolutely. chance to explore it. But if you decide to change directions, then not only is that fine, but you've also got a resume entry that's filled at least a portion of your um, college history. The other thing is it demonstrates a historical interest in the law. So when you do apply to law school, they can see through this entry on your resume that you've been consistent in, in your interest in the, in the law, which is, which is fantastic. Tell us a little bit about how someone might go about becoming a member because traditionally um, you would have a, a sign-up table at late night, um, but with everything that's going on, that's likely to look a little different this year. So how would students go about joining the Pre-Law Society? Does it cost? And then how might they go about finding out more information? So the first thing that I would suggest, especially with the uncertainty with the pandemic going on, 
um, I would definitely follow us on social media because we will have all of our updates on our platforms. Um, our Instagram is Baylor Pre-Law Society and um, we, we post everything there. So, you know, between interest meetings and uh, application deadlines, we will have that information there. Um, and then also, I would recommend that members request to join our organization on Connect. Um, if you don't go, if you haven't been on Connect, I would definitely recommend going on there and just looking at all of the different student organizations. That's where all of the organizations are housed in Baylor Connect. And I would request Pre-Law Society because that is where we'll be sending out our mass email updates. And so that'll be the most in detail um, on what, what activities are going on, when our interest meeting will be. Um, and then membership, there's actually, it's actually very simple to become a member. There are two steps. So first off, you have to fill out a membership application. And this is not an application where there's short answer, where something that you put on there will get you denied. It is simply just so that we have your information and so that we know that you're academically eligible because there is a requirement across Baylor organizations, student organizations, that you have to have a certain GPA to um, be a part of it. And if you're a freshman, you don't even have to worry about that. And um, so just fill out that application with your information and then um, there's the dues requirement. And so it does cost to be a part of Pre-Law Society, but it is an investment that I would, it's something that I would invest in. Um, the dues are $40 for the year and that includes the Pre-Law Society t-shirt. Um, and then for one academic semester, it is $25 without a t-shirt. Well, I think it's a good way to think of it as an investment in your professional um, development. Right. And it was Instagram and was the social media. Can you just repeat that yeah. again? Instagram. Yep. And we have Instagram and then we have Facebook as well. And both of our handles are Baylor Pre-Law Society. As we get towards uh, the close of this episode, I was wondering if you could each perhaps just share with us um, a little piece of wisdom for our incoming freshmen, when you think back on your your own freshman experiences, what, what pieces of advice might you have for those listening who are about to join us on campus? So I, my piece of advice would be to really utilize all of the opportunities that Baylor has for students. I think there's so many great resources. And I know when I was a freshman, I really just delved into everything that Baylor could offer. Another piece of advice that I strongly recommend, especially as you, um, throughout your years at Baylor, you're thinking of law school and letters of recommendations, I would definitely get to know your professors. I would go to office hours and just get to know them, get to know the professors at Baylor are so willing to help and um, in, academics and just help you progress professionally. So I would definitely, my, my two pieces of advice would be to really just soak in everything Baylor has to offer as well as really get to know your professors because they're cool people and, and they have great experiences to share and to help you with as you progress as a student. Victoria, what, what about you? Yes, I agree with Gianna completely. Definitely get involved and get to know your professors. It's very important. 
Um, also, please show interest in both pre-law organizations. It is not the case that if you're a part of one, then you can't be a part of the other. It is very much possible to be a part of both organizations, and you should definitely show interest in both. Absolutely. I think that, yes, I think that it's a common, uh, it's common for students who are first adding the pre-law destination to misunderstand that pre-law is not a track like pre-med. There are no course prerequisites or required shadow hours to go to law school besides taking the LSAT and having an undergraduate degree. So for me and for other students, pre-law society and mock trial, at the end of the day, it's a constant reminder of my goal of going to law school. If I weren't a part of PLS or either pre-law organizations, then I believe that I would have been less likely to take some of the steps every year that would aid me in one day achieving my goal of going to law school. They're both really great pieces of information. Uh, so just, just to recap, if you have more questions, if you'd like to find out more about the Pre-Law Society, then you can reach out to them via their social media, so Facebook and Instagram, and it's the Pre-Law Society. Uh, Baylor Pre-Law Society, can, is that correct? Yes. Too? Baylor Pre-Law Society. Baylor Pre-Law Society. Um, and if you have any issues connecting with them, please simply reach out to the Pre-Law Office um, we're on Instagram at prelawbaylor, or you can email me directly at prelaw at baylor.edu. Victoria uh, and Gianna, thanks so much for joining us, and I wish you and the Prelaw Society all the very best uh, for the year ahead. Thank you for having us, Ben. Thank you so much.